This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk podcast. We're here after a 2-0 defeat to Peterborough. Uh, that's back-to-back 2-0 defeats for Derby now. Uh, and I think it's, it's back-to-back defeats for the first time in, in quite a while. I can't remember the last time we actually had that. Uh, I've got three great lads here with me today. Two regulars, one semi-regular. Uh, start off with the uh, regular lads, Callum Bucock. How are you, mate? I'm not doing too bad, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm um, I'm very good, thank you. I'm doing all right, apart from yesterday. All's good. Uh, Chris <laughs> Matthews Redwood, how are you, Chris? Uh, mate, apart from all things Derby, I'm cracking. <laughs> good to hear. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I went to the women's game today, and it's like every Derby team's been hammered this week. So it's not been a oh, not God, been a good yeah. week for us. Uh, and last but certainly not least, Adam uh, Goal Hanger on YouTube, which he is of course very famous for. Uh, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm all good. Thanks, mate. <laughs> good to hear. <laughs> good to hear. Yeah, very grateful. Uh, your tenors are you, you ran back from the train station to uh, <laughs> to get on this. So yeah, massively appreciate that. Uh, considering yeah, we had a, a, a late dropout, um, which yeah did derail us a little bit. But we're we're there. We're there. We're ready. Um, so we're going to start with a, a real hard hitting question, Callum. Um, you're always the first person to get the first question, so sorry for that. But I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's right up in front of me. Will Derby make the playoffs? Uh, we're one point ahead of Peterborough. We could have made the gap seven. It's instead one. Uh, it's a really difficult position to be in now. Uh, do you think we'll make it? Well, Chris uh, put out a tweet. I don't know if anyone saw it on on, on Twitter before uh, the pod uh, today, and it stated that question and I put yes I still think we will still go through um it's just what position um we'll we'll finish that the season in um I ideally would love to be in the top uh two of the playoffs just so then you get that home semi um obviously the the second leg probably not going to happen now <laughs> more than likely going to be that that sixth position so I think the biggest thing for me is that we just go into it maybe winning the last two games of the season if we can just with a little bit of momentum I think the biggest thing is going into the playoffs is is which team has momentum going into it and usually it's that team that comes out on top um, going into the final so so no and the trouble is probably looking at the whole uh, playoff picture we are probably the most inconsistent team in there at the moment so 
if we don't sort it out, um, we'll probably be the the first ones bowing out, or, or if uh, anyone else thinks it, probably not even make it entirely. Well, exactly. The first thing to note from what you just said there, Callum, I think Twitter's just ruined my mind because you said Will Still and instantly <laughs> I thought uh, the manager is on that 90, well, was on that 90 game of beaten run. So yeah, that's, that's cursed my mind. I'm sorry to anyone listening that ever brought that one up. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting point. Momentum's really important. We've won four of our last 14, I think now. Um, which is something like 11 points from 30, which is obviously a concern. Uh, Chris, same question to you, mate. Will Derby County make the playoffs this season? It's going to be touch and go, isn't it? I mean, last night straight after the game, I looked at our remaining fixtures and did uh, did um, a, a tally up of what points we'll we'll get. And my opinion this morning hasn't changed. So, twenty four points left to play for. Um, so we've got Ipswich at home. I can't see us getting anything from that, if I'm honest. Um, Forest Green away after their result today. They're battling hard. A draw, I think, will beat Milton Keynes. Um, Bristol Rovers and Exeter away. We don't travel well, um, especially in these small in these small grounds when we get when we get bullied. So we've only, only gone for one point there. Uh, should beat Burton at home and then Pompey and Sheffield Wednesday. Well. At the moment, you can't see us competing with either the the form. I know Sheffield Wednesday have lost, have 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 lost a few, but the way it's going, it's going to be a final day showdown, isn't it? With um, Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth, so I only see us getting nine points from the next twenty four, and I don't think that's going to be enough. I really don't. Um, Adam's Adam's face there told a bit of a story. <laughs> I, I hope that's not true. <laughs> I, I hope not. Well, you know, if if we win all our home games, we've got we've got four home games left. If we win all our home games and get a couple of points away with the odd win, then yeah, we'll be absolutely we'll be absolutely fine. But this squad is giving me nothing at the moment to tell me that that's going to happen. Um, I know we'll go to Paul Warren later and game management and all that, but for the first weekend, I'm really worried that we're gonna not going to make fifth or sixth. I really am. Yeah, I mean, it is worrying. It is worrying. It is a concern because when you look, as we've mentioned already, the, the recent form hasn't been good. Um, I would be really, really concerned for Paul Warren if we only got nine points of those those last 24. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, obviously he signed a, a long-term deal, but if we had that sort of form, which I don't think we will, if we have that sort of form, I think he'd be maybe, you know a little bit worried about his future. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of the players would be too. Um, Adam, now you're an optimistic man. I remember we we did a, a show earlier on the season for BBC Radio Derby and you told me that James Collins was going to hit 15 goals, right? I knew you. Bagged him out. Right. You, you, have, you have a history of, of optimism and I like that. So will Derby make the playoffs? My 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 biggest point is: Do you want to finish in the playoffs with the way we're playing? Because it'd be yeah, two fair, extra games fair. against teams who we don't beat. We don't beat anyone in the top six apart from Wickham at home early on the season. So it'd be just mm. two extra games where we're going to touch upon game management. But if, do I think Derby going to finish in the playoffs? Unless Peterborough have a massive slip up, no. I, I just think with our running at the end, I agree with Chris in terms of the points that we're going to pick up. I think away from home, they're probably our best chances of picking up points at the moment, looking at like Bristol Rovers, Exeter, 
But I'll be honest, probably not. I just don't think the squad has the legs for it. Yeah, and 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 that is that is worrying. Even Mister Optimism is is not optimistic <laughs> about it. That that is concerning. I'm concerned now. Um, but something you mentioned there, and I think Chris mentioned as well about Paul Warren's game management. It is a weird one, isn't it? Because when you look at the subs, when we had that ridiculous unbeaten run, everything seems to be going right. He was bringing players on that were making a difference. I remember that Port Vale game. He he brought Dobbin and Springett on, and and the two of them, you know, created both goals, and it was brilliant. We're like, you know, tactical master. Wow, look what he's doing, and now. Every game, people are like, well, he could have done that. He should have done that. Callum, is he getting it wrong? Or is it just a little bit of a symptom of our poor form that people are sort of picking at every decision he makes? Yeah, I think the the term hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? It just comes to my mind when I think about it. Because when when I see some of the decisions he's done, there's only been one or two games out of the stretch where we struggled, where I've massively disagreed with and um, the rest of them I've kind of gone yeah I can see why he's done it and it's just not paid off uh, and I think that that inconsistent form has probably been the the biggest crux of of why things have haven't gone the way it has been I think when you look at the impacts that have come on it's usually been um, that point in the game where we're still in the game or if we're still chasing it and the trouble is, is that we've been behind um, in the last couple of games where we, he's actually needed to get the impact. It's not, and then that probably alters what he's originally trying to do—the original game plan. Because you've got the guys on the bench like Tom Barkays and and, and um, just to name one, who is an attacking threat who needs you to get it on. You're bringing him on for Mendes Lang, who you probably wouldn't ever bring off. Uh, and the trouble is then. You're then relying on Dobbin to get his form back to to where it should be to to get something out of the game, and the trouble is you're ch- you're chasing it. And that second half yesterday, we were just it ended up being just pinball, and they picked us apart and and took the chances and fair play to them. So so no, it's one of them where do do I see the frailties in his in his game management? Not really. Um, I think it's just a case of it's it's not his squad still and we still need to remember that so it's it's mm. the squad that um we started with at the start of the season where we all thought top 10 yeah fair enough and they've got us into the playoffs and we're now faltering so it's a case of can they just get into it and and just see what happens well that, that's interesting i mean you you've touched on his game management there and I think another aspect of, of Paul Warren's management that's been under a little bit of scrutiny has been the way we've played. If we, we go back to that run that we had, we were playing brilliant football and we played a lot through the middle. We'd obviously got Bird, Knight, Hurahan through the middle, creating chances. Hurahan was getting assists left, right and centre. Um, and now we seem to have changed it. After Bird's you know, left the team for a bit through injury, we started playing constant long diagonals. I, mean, I lost count of the amount of times Cashin was just trying to spray it down the wing for Dobbin to run onto. And it, it just seems weird. It seems weird that we've suddenly sort of given up on the football that we were playing, we were playing well. And we seem to have lost that confidence and lost that belief. And we've started playing not necessarily long ball, but we've played longer ball than we had before. Chris, do you think, is that a symptom? of the the lack of confidence or the loss of confidence in the team? Or do you think it's a, a, 
I can't remember what the word is that I'm looking for. Did, did he mean to make that change? Is that a change in philosophy that Paul Warren wants to make? I don't think so. He can't enjoy watching that. At the end of the day, as you say, confidence low. Um, but I do think he needs to take responsibility. I mean, I think the, the, the phrase for his subs at the moment is very much reactive rather than rather than um, rather than proactive. Um, and that's another game where Peterborough, I can I can count at least at least another two, Shrewsbury being one, where they change their tactics at half at half. At half half time, the op the opposition um, came out a different team, played a different way, and we couldn't we couldn't deal with that. Um, you know, and yesterday you think, yeah, we had a great first half, we just couldn't get the ball in, we weren't creating a load of chances. So at half time, why doesn't he go on the front foot? Let's stick another striker on. Let's stick let's stick some pace on, and really get into them. But it was like, oh, we'll play exactly the same way as we did. Did the first half a chance will come. And by the time it, it was, it was already too late. So I don't know. I I I trust Warren, and even if we don't make the playoffs, um, I think it would be criminal to sack him because uh, he needs he, he needs time. And as Callum, as, well, as everyone said, he needs time to to build his own squad as well. But at the moment, it just it feels like we're sleepwalking towards the end of end of the season, and it's gone from. We're definitely looking at a top six to we're probably not not the favourites anymore if you look at the, the form of Peterborough and other teams. So I think he'll have a lot to to reflect on. But in-game management, we've noticed it a couple of times the last few weeks when a team changes at half time and completely changes tact, he doesn't. And whether that's whether that's the whether that's the personnel he's got, I don't, I, I don't know. But it is worrying, and the football's getting worse, and it is more long ball out of sheer. Used to be long ball out of sheer desperation. Now it seems to be the norm. Uh, yeah, which not which is not pleasant to watch. Yeah, well, Adam, I mean, if if you look back at that Wickham game, everyone sort of pinpointed that one as being the game that's kind of. The team that's found us out. We we went on that amazing run, and it was like, oh well, Wickham have found us out. They you know they pressed us. We lost three two that day. We were unlucky not to get a point out of that. Do you agree that that Wickham game was sort of the turning point? And have we changed the way we play since then? I, I'm not too sure because when we played Wickham. Wickham had a bit of quality here and there, and I think it shone through against us. They pressed us, and their, their quality up top, I think it was Sam Vokes' physicality we struggled with. That was understandable. I thought we were always going to struggle with that. But then, I'm not sure if it was the Wickham game that changed us. I think we've got to look at individual player performances. There's a lot of players at the moment who have been on great form in the, in the middle part of the season. Now we're getting towards the end, and they're struggling. That's where I talk about squad depth. We've not got the depth to rotate these players when they're putting in performances out of fives and sixes. So we're stuck playing them and we're just waiting for them to regain that sort of form. So I think, yeah, we could talk about Paul Warren's changes and tactics. I mean, at, at Peterborough, everybody knew they were going to bring on substitutions at half-time because for mm -hmm. a start, we yeah. dominated the ball and we only created one chance, which was probably Horahans, and even then it was a half chance. So mm -hmm. we all knew they were going to bring on substitutions. It was just how we reacted to that. And... I thought we reacted okay. Harvey White had a great opportunity, which struck the ball brilliantly. Great save. But then we absolutely folded when they pressed us. So 
I don't know if the Wickham game was the catalyst for the change. I just think maybe, like I said before, I just think squad depth, players will come in and out of form. And at the moment, the players are in not the best of form at the moment, but we've got nobody else to bring in and change that. You mentioned players there, Adam, that are you know, putting in fives and sixes each week. Um, which players do you think have struggled the most? I think I love Mendes Lang, but I think recently his confidence is right at the top. I've not seen him take on plays like he used to in, mm. in the middle part of the season. That's understandable. I'm not expecting players to be putting in 10 out of 10 performances every week. They'd probably be in the Premier League. That's the reason we're in League One. This is the division. But players like I like Lewis Dobbin. I think he can beat any player on his day, but his end product isn't there. I mean, it's far too inconsistent for a team that are pushing for the top six. So on Saturday, I'm not just singling him out, but all the crosses in the game either hit the first man or fell way too deep. I don't think one cross hit a man in the middle, except for maybe Louis Sibley's on Barkhausen, which mm. was once again probably the best half chance of the game. But it's just players like that who are in and out of form. Corey Smith at the moment, I don't think he's having his best time at Derby at the moment in terms of on the pitch. His, his performances haven't been up what we know he can do. And at the moment, we just like we saw with Tom Barkhausen on the season, a great purple patch form. How many goals? Like five goals in five or something like that. The yeah. players aren't going to sustain that all throughout the season, but at the moment, we've just not got the squad depth to rotate that. So these players mm-hmm. are stuck in that growing bit of form. Barkhausen's a weird one, isn't it? Because he hit that purple patch and got dropped straight away. Yeah. And he's, he's yeah. never found that again. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think we've got a few players that aren't hitting form and they've all stopped hitting form at once. And it, it's really hurting us. Um, you know, McGoldrick barely had a sniff yesterday and he barely mm-hmm. had a sniff against Fleetwood either um, when he came on. So it, it's concerning, isn't it, that we just seem to have lost that fluidity and we've got a lot of players that aren't hitting the heights that we know they can hit. Um, but we, we've all mentioned half time. I mean, I was saying before we started recording, <laughs> I've got on the card here, what on earth happens at half time? Um, every other team seems to make changes. We maybe possibly slightly naively go out, try and play exactly the same game that we played in the first half, but every team's sort of countered us. And it's happened, you know, for a good couple of months now, and, and we don't seem to change it. Callum, is this something to do with the team talk? Do we just not make the changes we need to make? Is it is it mental? Is it a mental thing? Do we we come out in the second half thinking, you know, either oh, we've won it or oh, there's no point doing this anyway because we've already lost or something like that? What do you as a as a non trained <laughs> psychologist? Uh, what do you think goes on at half time? Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 
I'm about to say I wish I did a uni degree in it or something. I could give you a better answer. <laughs> um, no, I probably I wouldn't I wouldn't go down the route of something it's, it's been said at half time that's just switching all the players off because it's happening too often to, for it to be that. Um, if it was a something that's been said at half time, it would have just happened the once, and and you would you would well you'd hope they change his tune and like I said he's he's come out and openly said. I haven't blasted them today. Then the one against Fleetwood, the halftime, he did blast them. And then it's a case of, um, so I think you kind of look at it and go, it's that mentality of the players where you, they're, they're not taking their opportunities when they are on top. And I think it's frustrating them and it's clearly frustrating them. And the trouble is, is that they're going in halftime, probably all going to each other. How are we not winning this game? Or how are we not creating better chances than we are as a cohort? And then they're coming out at halftime, just go, let's just do the same again and, and we'll get a goal. And the trouble is then, the other team and the opposition far too often now have come out with much better reaction time and and come back and scored probably within the first 10, 15 minutes. And then we're going, well, we're on or down now. Now what do we do? And the whole game plan then has got to change because then you've got to go into it and go, well, we've got to attack it now. And that's where we get then opened up at the back. Um so it's kind of a mixture of, of things. And when you're, for anyone who, who hasn't seen the interview with Paul Warner, it, he's kind of looking at it and going, the, the, and, and any press press conference and any post-match interview, I don't know what you guys think, but he's not really come out and said, what what have they done as a, as a team? It has been terribly bad or anything like that. Like he thought we had a really, really good first half yesterday and then said and thought we were the home team in terms of the way we played. And when I watched it, I didn't really... Yes, we had dominate possession, but we didn't really do a lot with it. Like as Adam alluded to earlier, we only had one or two half chances. So I don't really know what them as a, as a staff and as a team are seeing. Um, and then obviously what they're dissecting after the game uh, at the training ground. So no, it'd be, it'd be interesting just to see how it plays out the rest of the season um, because something's going wrong. I mean, you, you say that the players all hear these interviews, won't they? The players all mm, have a listen. Yeah. They're listening. I, I think he's just trying to give them confidence. You know, we're, I, we didn't look bad in that first stuff. We, as you said, we control the game. Yes, we didn't create a lot, but we control the game. Um, I think if Warren had gone out and just obliterated the players, you know, some players might take that the wrong way. And he's just tried to be political with it um, and, you know, try and give the players a bit of a morale boost. But the problem is, it seems to be every week, if you take Fleetwood out of the equation, it's it's every single game, pretty much. In the first half, we're scintillating. In the second half, we look tired and slow and mm. out of it. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um... <laughs> we got we got Plymouth, Shrewsbury and, and yesterday and, and stuff like that, just to name three. Uh, and yeah. it's it's the same way you go first half you go that's the one that's the team we've been seeing for that in that purple patch period and that and then it's the second half it's a completely different team mm. that's what i was saying I was, I was speaking to dom dietrich who's told me i've got to say he's from bbc radio derby every time i mention his name um, <laughs> but yeah dom dietrich from bbc radio derby um was saying he was talking about the game and he said it's literally a copy paste of plymouth but if we didn't score at Plymouth, that's what it would have been like. Yeah. He said it was exactly the same. First half looked good, second half struggled. Um, so yeah, let's hope we can we can change that, especially against Ipswich. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> Chris, I, I, I've got a, a talking point. That I'm sure is close to your heart. Uh, there's there's kind of two sides on social media at the minute. There's the we should be grateful we still have a club. 
sides. Uh, David Klaus is saved as Mel Morris, evil man sort of sides. Mm. And then you've got the other sides, which is people like, it's not good enough. We're in a great position. We shouldn't be losing games. I feel like I'm sort of probably in between the two. I don't think I'm, I'm extreme on either side. Where do you sit? I mean, yeah, I do think for when we're at Pride Park for five for five seconds before the game, thank God we're thank God we're the delay. But then I look at our starting lineup and the team we're playing against and think, yeah, it needs a little bit more than that. Than, than. I think attitude. I think the attitude of most of the fan base, including mine, changed when we let Rossini go and we brought Warn in. I think when we had Rossini and Price that very much the Alamo and the world but then he was brought in for one reason and one reason only and that was that was to, to that was to get up preferably in the top in the top two but at the very least at, at the very least playoffs and I think once he was appointed that was the target for all the fans all the players pundits everyone expected us to be right right up there and in fairness we still are right up there we're sixth um but i just feel the momentum is with all the other teams um i think callum said we're out of the top six we're the least consistent i'd say at the moment i'd go further than i'd say out of the six teams at the moment we are the worst um which isn't very comforting going forward um and i think there are better teams in terms of momentum chasing us so yeah i i do have that five seconds say yeah we still got a club and i'll sit, sit back and think yeah it could be a lot lot worse but then i look at the team i look at how well we were doing and think yeah we deserve a little bit more than this so i'm think i'm with you a little bit of both but mainly we should be doing a lot lot better than this yeah i, I think i agree to be honest mate and and adam I mean, when when you think about it, you know, we were in such good form um, and it's worth noting when we were in incredible form, nobody was mentioning the situation we were in. You know, nobody was talking about it. It was in the back of people's minds. All of a sudden, we can't win games anymore. And it's like, well, we still have a club. You know what I mean? I don't know whether it's just a a potential coping mechanism for some people. You know, it's, it's just a way of dealing with it. You, you stop the disappointment if you pretend there was no disappointment to begin with. Um, you know, amateur psychologists in here acting again. But um, yeah, where do you sit on that, Adam? It's difficult because, like Chris said, before every game, you probably take five seconds and go, yeah, I'm thankful we're here. But then as soon as kickoff goes, you're there to watch us win, aren't you? You don't turn up to watch us lose or draw. You're there to watch us win. But I think, I think we're stuck in a weird phase where we've got almost a hangover from coming out of it. You know, I see it, you've got to think of what Paul Warren's dealing with, what Liam Rossini dealt with as well. The transfer ban, you know, the wage cap, the, at the moment, not being talked about enough is, is the academy being absolutely drained over the yeah. last two years. We've now got nothing to bring through. When I mentioned about not having squad depth, I don't believe we'd be in too much trouble if we had a couple of academy players that we could bring through. But at the moment, mm. the academy's drained of, of players that we've had to bring into the first team now. And so I think I think I'm like you, Jake. I'm on the fence with it, really. Um, I'm grateful that I've got a club. I said on on the radio at the start of the year, uh, I'd take top twelve. Obviously, my opinion has now changed since I've seen how good <laughs> we can play. But I want us to finish in the playoffs, but but then. Sometimes, like after Peterborough, you have a bit of reality check, and you look and think it's it's all about form in this division. Um, 
and teams with good squad depth. So I, I kind of sit in the middle. I think I think we should be in the playoffs based off how well we played this season. But if we didn't finish in it, I wouldn't be as upset as what I have been in previous seasons when we've missed out on the playoffs in the last day in the championship. You know, because we've we've been in better circumstances. So I'm kind of stuck in the middle, really. I think Paul Warren's had a lot to deal with. This squad is probably at the level at the position where. It, we're based on all the things after you've watched this season. We've, we've got to remember, we've got players at the end of their career and players at the start of the career. We've got them in between. Mm-hmm. I remember I saw a tweet, we've not got them one or two players that are at their peak. I think last season we had Tom Lawrence, who's probably at his peak and won his games on his own at times. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably sat in the middle. I think sixth is probably the spot where, after all things considered, we should be finishing this season if we can find the form for it. But yeah, we're still feeling the hangover from the things that have happened in previous seasons probably stuck in the middle of it yeah yeah and it is quite funny when you talk about players at their peak i think we've got three players between like 23 and 30 uh and two of them are goalkeepers uh which is quite funny and yeah david mcgoldrick's 10 years past his peak he's <laughs> 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 our best player um but no so yeah some really good points there mate i i completely agree with you to be honest i do completely agree and i do think um this sort of negativity and maybe a, a drop in atmosphere that we've had at games recently has been purely a product of our own success we had that you know incredible run and it's sort of it's built an expectation our minds like right we should win every game you know, we should never lose again. Um, and when we aren't winning, it makes people... It, it's hard, isn't it? It's like when we were getting battered every week, it was like every moment was like brilliant. Like every game, it was like the atmosphere was roaring because we had a team of young players. There were no expectations. There was no nothing. We were just fighting to stay up. And now it's we're at the top and we're expecting to be doing better than we are. And I think that's... that's how, uh, you, you mentioned hangover there, Adam. I think it's it's part of that is it's really affected the atmosphere. And I mean, it, it looked good at Peterborough, to be fair. I'm, I'm disappointed I couldn't be there. But, um, well, actually, in hindsight, I'm glad I wasn't there. But, <laughs> you know, um, it's you see a lot of the home games recently, like Fleetwood, you could hear a drop of a hat after they scored. You know, you, you want to be g the team on, you know, go on, let's let's get a result. And instead, it was just silence. If you, silence. If you think about it, so to be fair, apart from the last two seasons, where obviously we stayed up on the last day against Sheffield Wednesday, obviously went down last. I cannot remember a season before that. It was being probably 2012 when we hadn't been chasing the top six or or hunt or hunting. Them down. And for me, it just feels a bit like Groundhog Day. Here, here we go again. Is it going to be the playoffs? Is it going to be? Um, losing out on the final day will our manager change at the end of the season it for me it feels like that that atmosphere is back um and it's, yeah. it's not as you as you say the home the, the home atmosphere since shrewsbury has gone downhill massively mm-hmm. hope against it it's which it gets back i just think I, for me that when just sorry jake the when you look at the um squad that we've got and the teams we're going up against i think people do forget that the these teams have been building to go up out of this division for last for the last two two seasons spending money big money ipswich bought three or four players and they don't even make the squads from teams in and around the the league just to get them up and they're they're only third we're, we're up there with a squad full of frees and loans and and i think people look at it and go we, we are because of the purple patch, we should have a got and the club size that we are, we got a god given right to go up. And it's a case for me where 
if we can just finish in the top six and just see what happens, then we'll go for it and then plan next season if the ban gets lifted and, and go from there. Um, I think that when people look at Paul Warren and, and his track record and and how well we're doing, it's always oh, should go up. And and I think people just need to just take a take a minute and, and before putting Paul Warren out on Twitter and stuff like that, because it it's it just comes back full circle. I think like uh, Chris was alluding to, it's like we're, we're we're seeing the same feelings that we've seen over previous seasons, and it's a very very different season to what we normally used to. Because we're normally the big spenders. <laughs> we do go up, though. If we do go up, we've still got the transfer embargo. And that's our squad, maybe including a few free transfers. I'm yeah. RIP. <laughs> yeah, we might finish just outside the playoffs if that happens, Chris. I think we, we might just miss out uh, yeah. in the championship. Um, yeah, Dave, <laughs> Curtis Davis at 39 in the oh. championship would be uh, quite funny. Um, Louis, in scary. no no, i agree but right let's look towards ipswich so um ipswich as we've mentioned they're they've spent a lot of money they're in a really good position um they did drop off mid-season but they've managed to pick it back up again uh they're banging form up to what third um we're playing them at home we've got a good record against the better teams in the division at home you know obviously that win against bolton was probably our last big result to be honest um callum what do you reckon um uh my my heart says one nil win my 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 head says one one so I'll, <laughs> I'll probably go i'll go i'll go uh i'll go one nil win i'll go with the heart and I, it I, will probably destroy me on saturday night <laughs> it's quite funny because on the pods i think we we predicted us to win like 30 consecutive games <laughs> and now it's like yeah yeah one all <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> what about you chris I'm afraid my heart and my head are going to lose. I, I think I'm going to win. Ips, Ipswich. 2-1. It's Ipswich, oh, yeah. 2-1. Adam, what do you reckon, mate? Come on, positivity. Let's go. I mean, if it's below 3-0, then it's a good game for us, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I, if, I, if I had to give you What's a prediction... It's somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2 2-1 Ipswich. My, my only thought is we're not in the best form and Peterborough is the game to get the reaction. Mm. Trying to get a reaction against Ipswich is going to be very difficult, but you never know. Oh, oh. I'll tell you what, right. We concede about two a game at the minute. So I'm going to say we're going to win 5-2. Oh, right. my God. What a game. Dobbin hat-trick. Collins brace. Uh, Curtis Davis, four assists. What what a day it's gonna be. <laughs> if that happens when <laughs> <laughs> you won't be hosting Rams pod anymore, Jake. <laughs> yeah, about four million to one or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Um no, genuinely I think it'd be like what all. I think I think we'll get a result. I think we talk about reactions. It did make me laugh in for Sy's uh, post match press conference and he was like, We don't want to lose back to back games having just lost back to back game uh, which did make me laugh um but right lads uh, it's been a real pleasure uh, i've i've enjoyed it despite the sadness and misery um <laughs> people listening if if you're new to the pods it's not always as miserable when we win it's actually no, quite a happy no. place 
Um, if you did enjoy listening and want to listen to more, you can catch everything on Spotify, um, all, all the streaming platforms, really. Uh, Rams Talk Podcast. If you want to watch the video content, it's youtube.com slash Rams Talk Pod. And if you want to get involved with us on Twitter, our Twitter is at Rams Talk Pod. And we do loads of polls, loads of clips, basically just to get you guys talking and get you all involved. But right, thank you so much to everyone for listening. And lads, thank you so much for coming on. Cheers, Jake. Cheers, mate. Thanks. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.